Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Rachel Moore, Director of Social Media and Community at Hubelo. At, let me try that again. Sorry. Director of Social Media and Community at Hubelo. Rachel, it's great to have you on the show. It is fantastic to be here, and it's Tuesday, and I, I just love it when my, my mornings kind of start out with uh, talking to cool people, so thanks for having Ooh. me. I guess that means I'm a, I'm a cool people. Wow. You okay. are a cool people. You are, you are in the bucket of coolness. <laughs> I like I, the bucket of coolness. That would be a good name for a podcast right there. The, or a band. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what kind of band, but yeah. A band with a podcast, I think, I think is where <laughs> we're going. Right. So, okay. Now, before we dive into what you're all about, I'm going to do a quick shameless promotion here. So just bear with me. Rachel, and everybody listening. Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Tribal Knowledge Podcasting. We are a full-service B2B podcasting agency that helps brands just like yours use, use podcasting as a fun and efficient way to have authentic, non-salesy conversations with the people you need to get to know to grow your business. And you can learn more at tribknowledge.com. And I just want to say for anyone listening, as I was reading that, Rachel was sort of nodding along saying, mm-hmm, that's right. That mm -hmm. is the, that's true. Everything that's right. I just I said is a hundred percent true. I was, I was trying to give you that, that visual confirmation that, yeah, yeah, you're right on point. That's good. I need it. I need all the, all the support <laughs> I can get. Okay. So, so back to you, tell us about your background in marketing and about the company. So I love that you asked this question. I always ask people their origin story in marketing. Like mm -hmm. how did you, cause usually people have really interesting I was in engineering and then decided to switch over to marketing. Yeah. And so mine was, I was in office administration for a, a good part of my first part of my career. And I was working at a aeromedical emergency ambulance service. I was again, office admin, not medical. So that was my jam, but we had no budget and they were like, Hey, we need to figure out ways to raise awareness of us in the EMS, the emergency medical services community. So they'd know, Hey, someone's in trouble. Let's call this ambulance company. Mm -hmm. And Facebook pages were a thing or just becoming a thing. And, and I'd also done some graphic design. I dabbled in that kind of thing and I loved writing. So I was already kind of skewing toward marketing, but, um, I said, Hey, should, should we start a Facebook page? It's free, which, which was so naive of me because nowadays you look at a Facebook page and managing one and it's not free, but back, back then that was, so I started a Facebook page and a Twitter account and I swear, and that was kind of where I realized in addition to the other things I was doing, I really liked marketing beyond office administration. And there's tons of office administrators out there who are really, who know marketing and mm -hmm. because by virtue of what they do, they have to. But yeah, so that, that was back in, oh my goodness, 2008, I think. And so I've been in marketing since then. Social media has been a, a high, a high focus for me, but I love all things digital marketing, but anything that kind of skews in that, I just love communicating to people to compel them to do something and all the emotion that goes along with that. And, and then the metrics, I mean, it's just this really interesting, I always call it the trifecta of communication, creativity, and technology mm -hmm. and all three things I love. And, um, and yeah, and I, I actually came on board at Hubelo back in May of 2021, which is almost a year ago now. It's just hard to believe how time flew. But I, I got brought on by my vice president of corporate marketing, Liesl Perez. Uh, I'd worked with her at a prior company and we kept in touch. And she's like, oh my gosh, we're doing really cool things here. And I need an, an amazing marketer. Do you want to come over? I said, why, yes. 
So uh, <laughs> that's that's where I am today, and it's 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 a ride, and I love it, and doing all the things I love, including talking to you, sir. Oh, awesome! I like that. Why? Yes, that's like a little Why southern. Yes. Like a like a Scarlett O'Hara kind of yes. And I'm allowed to say y'all. I'm allowed to do that because I lived in Georgia for about four or five years. Oh, there you go. Growing up, so so I can I can pull the Scarlet. Pull okay. the Scarlet. Yeah. So it's authentic, right? Yeah. I like that. Okay. So beyond all the other cool stuff you do in the bucket of coolness and awesomeness at at Hubilo, one of the coolest things you do is you host a, a weekly live stream. Yes. And it, it's pretty successful. It gets around 4,000 views every week. That's, mm -hmm. that, that seems like a big number to me anyway. And so now that's impressive. So what are, how do you, how do you do that? I mean, what are the key steps in, let's say you're, you're starting out and you're, and you're like, okay, we want to do that too, says somebody mm -hmm. watching this. We want to do a live stream and, and eventually get to, you know, some like 4,000 views. What are the key steps in planning it, like from the ground sure. up? Well, and, and I will say live streaming is interesting. I, I think it's always, and, and it's a lot, and it's funny, I actually put this out as a kind of poll question on my, on my LinkedIn a few weeks ago. It's like, I think people interchange the word, you know, terms live stream and podcast. Some people mm -hmm. do a live stream and that is their podcast. So, you know, it all depends on how that delivery is, but you always do want to kind of plan saying, look, I know there's going to be a moment I hit, I hit push to go live or record and it's going to go live. And for the next, however many minutes I need to fill that time with content that matters to the people I want to watch this show. So, I mean, obviously, and you, it, it's just like any other marketing channel, as far as the construct of it, you do need to reverse engineer it. What do you want to get out of this? You know, are you mm -hmm. trying to do lead generation, demand generation? Are you trying to do brand awareness for Hubelo? All of those, all of the above. Um, so I know going into planning this live stream, and that was one of the reasons uh, Liesl brought me on at Hubelo, because I was doing a live stream. I have been live streaming for about the last ooh, five years. I don't know if anyone listening remembers Blab. It was it was a live streaming platform that came and went, but we all loved it hard. And then it sent us a Dear John letter and mm. quit. And so we were all <laughs> mad. And then Facebook Live was a thing. But I've been live streaming for a while. And, you know, just knowing that Sometimes you can just hit push and just start going and start talking and people will listen. But I think we've gotten a little bit better about packaging a live stream. And so you really are just going on and, and it's got a you, you let off their show talking about use, you know, about, about being engaging. That is the key. It's not just about saying, hey, I'm going to go live and uh, broadcast and talk at you, whoever's watching it's it's really about bringing that audience in because if they are watching live, you have all kinds of means of saying, hey, let's make this interactive. And if people comment on that live stream because it's on a social media app, you can respond and stuff. So mm -hmm. you go in with a plan. You go in saying, what do I want to achieve? What Okay, what segments of the show am I going to put up there? Who's going to host it? And what are we going to talk about? Again, planning ahead, whether you're recapping news or having guests on, that's a great way actually is, is cause then whenever you have a guest, as you know, with this podcast, then mm -hmm. you have that kind of mutual, like, let's all share this around because we all want, you know, to, to get this uh, out in the ether, but you have all those segments and everything and, and you go live. And, and I will say, speaking strategic about the delivery of it, you can go live on so many platforms these days. We go live with Hubelo on the big on the big four. We go on Twitter, we go on LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, and Facebook. And so we do get that spread. And frankly, that contributes to why we have, on average, 4,000 views on that live stream, because based on those four conduits, 
we can get views from all of there. And I will add even just a little bit of budget. And if you go can, can promote or boost like your YouTube video of that live stream, that can get you up there too, to where you're like just getting that awareness, getting that search engine traffic on this new content you're putting out. So I know that was a lot, but it, it's basically, you know, just give yourself the best shot, you know, at being engaging to the audience that you know you want to get, use the right channels and, you know, try to have a little budget, I would say. And, and I hate saying that because I, I know there's tons of con content creators out there that don't do any budget on their live streams and they have fantastic followings. And that is amazing. That's because they are on point with their audiences and they're doing exactly what that, the, that viewership wants, which is great. You got that dialed in, but it does help sometimes to have a little bit of budget and a little can go a long way when you, when you get around that. So. Yeah, for sure. There's no shame in using a no. little, little budget to promote your what, anything really. Right? At all, I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, especially at first, if you're not starting out with kind of a large platform just to get a little, build it up a little bit and then maybe you don't mm -hmm. need to do it at a certain point, but okay. So how much time would you say that you spend on a on a given live stream preparing? That's a great question. So, so yeah, so from start to finish, so I basically, obviously we go live every Thursday. So I know I've got a run of show. And so some people are not, and, and uh, frankly, I, for a long time, didn't do, wasn't that stringent with it, but you kind of need it because it's, it's literally everyone. It's just, I have a Google doc and it's got a three column table in it. And I just say, okay, from this time to this time, I'm going to go live and hit the opening video. And then from this time to this time, it's just me talking or doing an intro with whoever. This time to this time is this segment I do on this. But that lets you at least plan ahead. So now if I know I need to share a link or share my screen or, you know, maybe I want to run a contest or I'm going to have a play a guest segment that I've pre-recorded, I've got all that planned out. So I do plan all that out with our particular broadcast. We are doing some multi-purpose stuff where I record 45 minute video inter interviews with different people in the events industry. And from there, I pull a segment out from that, that I'm going to play in the live stream. So that's a segment of the show. So that takes some time. I've got to edit that out. I've got to do the recording of the interview, got to edit it in. And then, but then I've got a full video interview with that person that turns into our mm -hmm. rebooted podcast, which is coming up shortly. But then I've got a plan. Am I going to have a co-host on with me? Well, they need to know the length and everything. You, if you're using some kind of tool, we use Restream for right now, but we, we, you can go in and actually schedule the event, but you need a thumbnail for it. So you've got to make sure the thumbnail is designed mm -hmm. and you've got to, you know, go ahead and publish that post. Now that can start generating some traffic for you that, Hey, this event's coming up. I want to go. Then you've got to do social promotions. And then of course you go live, which frankly, to me, that's, that's the, the payoff. Cause by then it's like, well, this is ready. <laughs> Let's hit go live and have some fun. And that's, that is when the payoff is. Cause especially as you do get more viewers and people are used to seeing at the same time, every time and what they're going to see, it, it's just really fun, but it's a lot of work. I would say for anyone doing a live stream, if you're doing say like a 30 minute live stream, you're going to probably plan about two hours. You know, if you're, if you're fast and once you get it dialed in two hours per week, just pre-planning that live stream. And again, based on the complexity of the show or how many segments you've got, but, um, you know, you want to create that eye candy for people to come back to. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so there's a decent amount of prep that goes into each episode as, as there should be. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're, because I think it goes back to what you said before, which is really important that this needs to be entertaining. Yes. Yeah. And whatever that looks like, again, yeah. everyone's, I, I, I'm always fascinated with seeing different kind of shows out there with different topics where I might be like, I would never tune into that. 
but there's an, I mean, look at ASMR. I don't get ASMR videos. Mm -hmm. I don't understand the draw, but there are people who tune into that stuff. And I'm like, all right, so there's going to be an audience for literally everything out there. So whatever is that dialed in engaging content you're making for that audience, just show up and do it and be consistent at it. And and again, the live stream, the live aspect adds that little bit of a deer in the headlights thing where it's like, well, we're live and you know, I'm at the mercy of the internet. I'm at the mercy of mm-hmm. whatever might happen and, and it could get interesting. So <laughs> yeah, anything could happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, I think you're right. It's what, what makes something entertaining is pretty subjective, you know, I, the beholder, and I'm sure there are plenty of examples of live streams or other kinds of content where the, the creators don't really plan much at all. They just get on there yeah. and do whatever they do. And it's very entertaining for their audience. But I suspect that that's the exception to the rule. And at yeah. least in my experience, part, a lot of what it means to be entertaining is actually having a plan for making an entertaining based on what you know about your audience. And, mm-hmm. and that doesn't necessarily have to mean like doing a song and dance or being right. funny or like being way over the top. It's, it can just be like a, a well-ordered show with the different segments and doing it consistently and bringing enough energy so that it, you, know, you connect with your audience Again, mm-hmm. depending on kind of on who they are. But I, I think most of the time it does take a significant amount of planning and prep in order to pull that off. Well, and and to your point, you always want to test stuff out. If you're trying something and, and give it a chance, I would say that you always mm-hmm. need to give a certain layout or format a chance and let people get used to it and let it have a chance to kind of breathe and see if it fills the air in the room. If it doesn't, if you're just like, okay, nobody's interested in this. Well, then you can pivot. They're like, well, let me change up the order of the show. Let me change some segments out. Let me try some new ideas or even try it on different channels or try new hosts, like you just said. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe a different energy needs to be there. So it it's honestly, and I'll say this too, I, I find it, it's pretty rare where someone's just going to go on a live stream just because, well, I can and I have nothing. I'm, you're just going to sit there and hear me talk. Got to be a pretty big celebrity, I would imagine, yeah. or a well-known name for people to be like, I'm really interested in that. But most of the time now, live streaming is seen as, as as a marketing channel. You probably have something that live stream, you want that live stream to draw traffic to or light attention on because it's an additional, hey, I want you to go look at this over here, but this is a way I'm going to get your attention. So yeah, planning ahead and knowing, you know, like say if I know we've got particular marketing campaigns, which I do, coming up at Hubelo, and I know where, okay, I know we're going to be focusing on this messaging during this quarter, I'm going to make sure that live stream um, has guests or segments or topics that are focused, you know, whether indirectly or directly on those topics as we get into that, that time, because then that's part of that overall integrated marketing. So I know it yeah, got, got real, um, mm. <laughs> got real granular there with all the marketing stuff. Live streaming's fun. I just want to point that out. I think it's, it's a, it's a hoot and I just, I love doing it. It's partly, I mean, it's probably why I, I get paid to do what I do, which is mm-hmm. fun. And I, I had, I had actually shouted out to the universe. I think uh, a couple years ago, I'm like, if someone would just pay me to get on camera and a mic and just <laughs> be able to host shows, that would be amazing. And here we are. So, mm-hmm. so speak your speak your uh, truth and and your wishes out into the universe, and it might happen. <laughs> yeah. Now, now clearly, you're like you have some performer in you, right? Like you're kind of I a do. born performer, and you're like, oh, if only I could, you know, get on the camera and and perform. And and that's coming through loud and clear here for sure. For some people, obviously, that would be the last thing they'd ever want to do, right? I think one of the right. biggest fears just generally amongst humans is public speaking. And a lot mm-hmm. of people would not want to do that at all. So clearly, 
part of the equation here is finding the right person to be right. the host, right? Mm -hmm. So if you if you weren't the host and you were looking for someone to host, oh, I'm not, no, I, you, hey, you're the host. You are the host. <laughs> but let's just say in an alternate universe, right? Mm -hmm. For some reason, you, you were promoted and you didn't have time to be the host because you were so busy with very important matters and you had to find someone to, to step in for you. What kind of characteristics would you be looking for? Uh, I love this question. I, I think all of us can, and I do this too, and I always work on it. We can all fall into the bucket of like, I need someone, I only want to hire someone or see someone who's just like me. Mm. And, and that can be a very silly area to get into because as we said, I, I don't sometimes get what is entertaining or compelling to, to other people who aren't me, but it's really cool to see when that happens. You're like, okay, well now I know. So there are just some basics. You do not have to be an extrovert, I would say. And even if you're really uncomfortable being on a live camera, particularly, which I think is pretty substantially different than just being on recorded, live is just, again, has its own, its own mm -hmm. animal. You don't have to be an extrovert. I think you need to be real. When, and you just need to be able to like come on and say, look, this is a real me. You're getting my personality and I'm, we're going to go through this content, this live stream, whatever it is. People will turn off from anyone who seems fake or put on or just, just a little too like, mm, just too polished here. I tend to gravitate. And I think most people do to someone who's, mm -hmm. because even like we said, when the unexpected happens, your cat just decides to jump up on your face or something during a live stream. <laughs> or, I mean, everybody's like, I can relate. Mm -hmm. Hey, that was, oh my God. And then watching that person deal with it, that's part of the draw. Cause you're like, I totally feel that. Um, so I think just being so, someone who's real, you, you do have to have some tech savvy, especially if you're producing it yourself, just an, and there are again, amazing tools out there to be able to go live and make it look pretty produced. I mentioned Restream earlier and there's tools like that, but some tech savvy to be able to click at least if you can like usually I tell people if you can navigate and host a Zoom meeting, you can probably do a live stream. So that, and then I would say just getting comfortable and this takes some time, getting comfortable imagining that, that your universe is sitting in that little lens I'm looking at right there. I always see people where they're, it's really easy to say, well, I'm not looking at the camera. I'm looking at me. Cause right now I'm looking at my monitor with you right now. I'm not looking right. at you mm -hmm. and that's not cool. You need to be looking in the camera at people. So again, don't have to be an extrovert, but you do need to be a real person. And I think enunciating, you know, again, people overcome that all the time though. I've seen people where they, they might have some different um, obstacles where they, with audio or where, where, how they speak and things. But as long as people can hear you, I think that's a huge thing. Whether if, even if the camera goes south, you don't have to be pretty. I want to say that too. And I'm not saying I'm pretty, but I did put, do makeup and hair today. Okay. And I do it every time we go on live, but I, I would say too, it doesn't have to be glamour. It's not about glamour. It's a, just about like showing up on the camera and just being a relatable human being, I think. So mm -hmm. if I, if I could say anything, I think it would be that. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent agree. That being said though, I mean, tell me what you think. Not just anyone could jump in front of the camera and be themselves and it's going to work. Right. You know, right. there are some people, I, I think that, again, if your goal is to make this entertaining, you know, and make it pop, you, you at least have to have some sense of showmanship, yeah. you, you know, like, because you are putting on a show, you are trying to engage people through a screen. And so there are some people who are just super uncomfortable doing mm -hmm. that, right? Like you have mm -hmm. to actually have fun doing it for real. Yeah. And that's going to translate through. 
right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to your point, those of you who are out there, if you're a brand who's like, we should do a live stream. Great. I think, think through all the things that means it's not just like go live and that a half hour a week and you're done. As we mentioned already, there's a lot of work, but I would say, yeah, don't just plug a warm body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you said, if you're tasking someone going live and you're like, you have to do this for your job. And they're like, ah, this is so not what I ever want to do ever. That is yeah. going to come across 1000%. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, it's, it's, and that's gonna, no matter what else you do, that's mm-hmm. going to sink the whole thing, right? It will not, it will totally. be cringy, like it, and not, and not in a good way. Not, yeah, not, 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 yeah, it will, it won't get the viewership you wanted. It'll for, be for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I think based on like you, you need, and, and that probably means, you know, if you're doing this and you have someone who's like, oh yeah, I love live streams. I've always wanted to do it. Okay. That's, that's good, but maybe do a few auditions. Yes. You know, do, yeah. a, do a little test. And see how the person comes off because you don't want to be like, okay, you're the host. And then, and then they suck because some people are just mm-hmm. not going to be good. And then it gets awkward and political. Like, again, I, th- I think it's crucial. The person yeah. who is the host carries a lot of weight, especially on a yeah. live stream when you're not doing a ton of editing after the fact. Oh my gosh. And you're so right about that. Because yeah, if, if I'm, if I go live for Hubelo and if I just say something that could have some ramifications if it's, and that, and that's the danger. And I will say too, I, I do have, I had a certification in radio and TV broadcasting from way back in the day. And so I've got some of that schooling there and it's old schooling, but still, but one thing that's interesting, I think a lot of people can tell nowadays a little bit easier is on those Zoom video calls that we all have. I mean, if you can tell someone if they're always on camera, how they kind of present on camera, mm-hmm. what their personality is like or whatever, sometimes that can be an indicator saying, okay, you see, again, different world than alive. Yeah. But that could be an indicator saying, okay, you seem to have a bit of a, an ac- acumen for, you know, being comfortable, being on video, looking at the camera, being kind of feeling real. And so, yeah, to that point, if you are kind of trying to figure out who could host this live stream, that those can be some good indicators as well. But yeah, you, you pretty much want someone you can trust in the communications area where they're not going to just all of a sudden say, you know, you don't want them to quit on the live yeah, stream. Right, basically. right. <laughs> Although that would be kind of spectacular. If someone just quits during the live stream Man, and like I makes mean, a from, big show of it. <laughs> from, from a social media standpoint, I, I live for watching those awkwardness where right. it's like, wow. And they, they just, that is their adios and they're, they're out of here and awesome. they went out in glorif- glorified, <laughs> glorified fashion. Right. Right. Totally. <laughs> so, it, you know, I, I, you mentioned before, it can be useful to have guests, right? Yes. And I think that's another important point that it's, and again, you might be a host that's really good and comfortable at just filling up the time and monologuing and like mm-hmm. being the whole, you know, the sole voice. I listen to a bunch of podcasts where that's the case. It's just that's right. the host and they just go, go off. And, but like, I can't imagine doing that. You know, I've been hosting podcasts for a long time, but I've never done a just me because I'm pretty, I know I'd be bad at it. Right. I, you, you know, it, so I bringing on guests, can, you can let the guests do so much work for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like right now, we're just having a conversation. And yeah. I, I like having conversations. I like doing yeah. more listening than talking, although I am talking a lot right now. I've been blabbing on and on. But you know what I mean? Like that exchange, that back and forth, I find really mm-hmm. stimulating where if it was going to be me, I'd probably have to script it out and like practice, practice, practice. Right. You know, but I guess it depends on the host. But I, I just think another tip for people out there considering doing this, 
considering bringing on guests, they can do a lot mm-hmm. of the heavy lifting for you. Well, perfect example too. So, so we actually through 2021, I was, I was the solo host on the live stream and I can make that work. And it was funny because one of the episodes we did was supposed to have our director of customer success be our guest during the live stream. Well, a few minutes before we're going live, he's like, I'm so sorry, Rachel, but guess what? One of our clients needs help and it it needs me. And so he's like, I'm going to have to go take care of that. And it actually made out for one of our best engaging shows because I showed up on camera and I had to say, so everyone today was going to be about when it was about when seconds count, when you need support right away. I'm like, and true to true to fashion, my guest who was going to talk about that because that's what he does at Hublot, he's going doing that right now. And mm, so he can't mm-hmm. be on the show. So I turned it into, and again, this was, this was very much helped by the fact that with tools like Restream or other third-party encoders or live streaming tools you can do, you can show the comments, show people's chat comments on the screen. So even if they're not on screen with you, they kind of are part of the show. Mm-hmm. So I turned that whole show into a well, you're my, you're my people. You're my, you're my guest yeah. today. So let's see those comments. And it turned into one of our most engaging live streams because people were like, I'm just going to talk to Rachel as she, you know, in the comments as she's saying stuff. And then now she's showing my stuff online because then now people can see the picture and who they are and what they said. But yeah, so this year, what we're doing at Hubelo is we have, you know, we do have a lot of goals we're trying to accomplish this year. We're in a hyper growth, accomplishing oh, so much. And so one thing I wanted to do too is to say, I want to have some other voices on this show and not just the guests. So I'm, what I'm doing is we're going to do a uh, co-host and we're basically having uh, a co-host for whatever day, uh, week of the month. So for instance, this, this Thursday is going to be my co-host, Nikki Cutler. She's a colleague who works on our uh, talent acquisition team. She's fabulous, but she's going to be my co-host for first Thursdays. And so, um, and then I'll have a new co-host for the second Thursdays and third Thursdays and things like that. And all of them have some, some way that they tie into what we're trying to accomplish at Hubelo. So, and they're also happen to be awesome personalities and voices. So they're very smart, but to your point, one other aspect of having uh, a co-host or, and, or guests is you're giving your audience a different personality to maybe relate with. Mm-hmm. Cause as you know, I, I feel like, and <laughs> I always look back at this. I always feel like I usually can make people smile or laugh. And it's one of my ways I enjoy life is like, I want to bring some levity. I have met and even worked with people where they just don't emote. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't emote the way I usually can get people to. And it has thrown me off so hard. But then I remember, I'm like, I'm not for everyone and that's okay. (laughs) So it's cool if you get that other person on the screen or on the podcast with you, they might, your audience may be for that person and not necessarily for you. You're just expanding your, your engagement. You're expanding your audience. You're expanding how you're relating with that audience by having that other voice. Even if they're like contentious, it it could make it really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. God, there's so much more we could talk about. I just want to go. I, I just want to. You don't have anything else to do today, right? You can just... Oh well, you know, I, I, yeah, I do. I can't lie. I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to try to blow that off, but I'm like, no, I really do. <laughs> okay, so we'll just go on for maybe another couple hours. Okay. Okay. No, no problem. problem. I, I'll, I'll just. I won't need to get water or anything. I'm just. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a machine. Very good. No water. Right. No, no bathroom water. breaks. No water. It's so, a marathon podcast. So I'm just going to, in real life, I'm just going to ask you, we're going to finish up with a couple of kind of quick questions here that, okay. that have nothing to do with what we were just talking about. Okay. So number one, what's your main focus in Q1? 
Oh, great question. So as we get into Q1, well, I'll tell you this, and this is teasing out, and I bet by the time this publishes, we will be in full full swing with this. Hublot is planning our huge uh, flagship event for the first half of this year on March 30th. And uh, I will tell you that pretty much my, all of my time and effort or most of it is going to be focused on that. So th- those that's, that's going to be a huge event. We're going to have huge names at it. It's going to be extraordinary. I don't think anyone will have seen a, a event just like this. And so everyone just save the date, March 30th, Hublot is putting on a huge event. Yes, yours truly will be there. I'm hosting it um, from one of the live locations we're going to have, but it's going to be fantastic. Additionally, we're at, we are starting to appear at more in-person events of the world, slowly kind of opening up a mm-hmm. bit. And Hublot is going to be at a lot of those. So I've got my passport ready and nice. I'm going to be doing some traveling and doing some remote social and live, live streaming from the events we're at. But I'm, I'm looking to meet people. That's one thing I love about working in the events industry is I am meeting the most fabulous people Seriously, I, mm-hmm. I have yet to meet anyone who's not just an amazing, amazing human being. So it's, it's wonderful. So, but we're planning all that stuff and we really are. We just came off a, an event we had that was focused on associations for uh, retaining and, and engaging members in spite of all, just as I said, all that uncertainty around travel or being at per, in person at things or just the world right now. So we're doing a lot and new things coming out from Hubelo, uh, a new field, new, new website and stuff like that. So I'm just really excited. I mean, and I'm just a part of that whole department and team and company that's bringing that to everybody. So a lot of interesting things were coming that are coming our way. Okay. Yeah. You guys got a lot of cool stuff. Now, I hate to break it to you. There are some human beings out there who are not awesome <gasps> and cool. You've, you've clearly never met any of them, but I'll, I'll oh. put you in touch. I want you to experience the, the not so great people. Just to give you some context. <laughs> well, thanks. I think that's very giving of you. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I hate to burst your bubble. I totally have met those people. Okay. Yeah, I have. I have. I just don't have them on the show, you know. Right. Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Next question. What are the top three KPIs that your boss uh, pays most attention to? Really good question. So imagine, if you will, that we are a startup, B2B or business to business, SaaS. And again, that's S-A-A-S, software as a service. I mean, I had to Google it at one point Mm -hmm. uh, in my past, so just for everybody, but growing and we are growing fast. So metrics that some of my bosses are looking at, we're obviously looking at lead generation. So we are, we're doing some fantastic campaigns that are, like I said, I mentioned integrated marketing earlier. We have all of these teams working in concert to get messaging out to specific audiences so we can generate leads from those audiences. And again, it's we we run the most fabulous virtual event platform that can work in any event, which yes, that's the name of the live stream too that we do. But literally, whether your event's in person or fully virtual or some mishmash combo of the two or anything, uh Hubelo works in it and it's amazing. And so we obviously care about letting people know and, and getting them to where it's like you want, you've learned enough about us on social, on our website or on the live stream, or um, maybe you saw billboards or other digital advertising and now you want to learn more. That's a huge metric for us. Um, and, and since I oversee the social media team, we obviously care about getting that visibility with our brand. And so we care about our account growth. I, I've been really 
amazed too. And this goes back again to the events industry with hardly even trying. And seriously, this with just with being consistent on our social, our LinkedIn followers went up from 10,000 to over 30,000 in the space of six months. Wow! And that is, and that's, that's amazing. That was with no money. Mm -hmm. We were not trying to get there. We just were posting consistently. So for anyone out there who's like, I can't grow this account, be consistent. That Mm -hmm. one right there is going to get you whether you're paying or not. And then third, though, I think is our community. So we are looking at organic engagement, organic social. We work with my team oversees influencer marketing for Hublo. By the way, we are bringing on more influencers this year, but we are all about community this year and seeing people who are partaking and participating in online groups and areas and spaces we are either sponsoring or creating. That's a huge KPI for us too, is to say, we just want to, we want to create a movement. We're here to, to be a support and be a resource to event profs. And mm-hmm. so, and again, that's, that's a hashtag event profs. Go look at it's for event professionals, man. That's a great hashtag by the way, for engagement. But those are the big three that I know, I know we're focusing on that my boss to your question is paying attention to. So that, that's my, that's my due diligence and what I'll be spending the rest of today on. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> And finally, now you might have already answered this, but in case you haven't, I'll throw it out there. What do you and your team hope to accomplish this year? I love this question. So I'm all about, yes, I want to grow our online communities on social and everything. I, I am excited and hope to accomplish that Hublo through social, through our online communities, through our, our shows, the live stream and the, and the podcast and stuff that we become just this juggernaut of people saying, I feel like I belong at Hubelo. I feel like they welcome me in, that they are a refuge and a place I can go to learn, to just hang out with cool people, to hear stuff that is timely and that I need. I want our team and my team specifically to help Hubelo become that. I'm so excited about some of the online communities, things we're going to be doing. Um, we just had a national day at work party. It was a DJ party we did in Hubelo where for an hour we all put in music requests and he spun and, and it was amazing. That is just the tip of the iceberg. We're planning so much stuff more where it's like whatever, again, whatever you might need, whether it's a DJ party or you need a yoga class or you need to want to do a book club or you want to just get in and talk about your favorite Netflix show, we want to provide a space for that because all of that ties back to getting together and connecting as humans. And that's what Hublot is all about. So that's what I'm excited about. I think by the by the end of this year, everyone's going to be like, are you hanging out at Hublot? <laughs> I am. You know, why aren't you? And And everybody come hang out with us because we're going to have all the spaces for people to do that. Okay. Wow. Hubelo does, I got to say, it sounds pretty awesome. Can I come work at Hubelo? We are hiring, I should mention. Hubelo.com slash careers. Go forth. Check it out. Like I said, hyper growth. Hyper, hyper, hyper. Hyper growth. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Well, okay. So now the live stream, where can people watch it? Absolutely. So I think the best way to find us, I, I live and die by the hashtag, everyone. So uh, if you go look up the hashtag Hubelove, so it's basically Hubelo, H-U-B-I-L-O-V-E. Clever. So it's kind of double entendre. So Mm -hmm. you you Hubelove life, you know, I have much love for Hubelove, but you also, it's Hubelo V-E for virtual events. So if you go look up that hashtag on on any, any of the mainstream platforms, we're also on TikTok, by the way, but our live stream is on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So if you go look up that hashtag on any of those, you're going to find us. Now we are, our handles are Hubelo, 
on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, LinkedIn. And on Twitter, it's Hubelo Connect. So uh, mm-hmm. if you go find us there, again, we're every week, uh, every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. And that's when we go live. Uh, it's about a 20 to 30 minute show. And uh, that's where you can see us on live stream. I hope to see you there. And if you do show up and say, I was here for the podcast, I will show your comment on the screen. And it'll oh, be amazing. wow. Awesome. And, and the live stream is called In Any Event? In any event, yes, Okay, sir. cool. I like that. Good name. Thank you. By Good the try. way, at Hubalo, do you guys refer to yourself as Hubilions or Hubalons or something like that? You could. So I, I started, I think I, I called us Hubalots at one oh, okay. point. And, and it kind of took off. So whether everyone loves it or hates it, that's kind of what we're calling each other internally and externally. So yeah. you can be, you too can be a Hubalot. You could be a Hubalot or even dress <laughs> up like one is for Halloween. That's Even right. If you don't you know, get a job there, that I'll could send be you fun. a sticker. <laughs> okay. Well, Rachel, thank you so much. That was, that was a ton of fun. That was an entertaining conversation. That's why you're so good at the live stream. Thank you. It was very fun talking to you as well.